We each hold a unique place in this world, complete with our own dreams, culture, and perspective. It is the individual stories of those I meet along my journey that shape the way I see the world. I'm so excited to share these stories with you, and I hope they allow you to fall in love with humanity as much as they have for me. Welcome to This World My View. I'm your host, Liana. Today, I want to introduce you to Sarah. Sarah is a friend of mine here in Ireland that I got to get reunited with uh, this evening. And uh, I met her originally a few years back in California, in Napa, and uh, been such a gift to be able to stay in touch with her. And uh, she's a very sweet human being. And we've just had a, a lovely time uh, sharing. Uh, she's been sharing Dublin with me for the afternoon and the evening here. And uh, she's agreed to sit down with me. And I'm really, really excited to get to share her with you guys. So, Sarah, thank you for being here and uh, sitting down with me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I have a list of questions I work through with all of my guests. They're all designed at getting to know you, who you are, uh, your view of the world. There is no wrong answers. Okay. Don't be nervous. <laughs> uh, and we'll dive right in. Beautiful. So the first one is, who do you define yourself as? That's such a hard question. <laughs> um, I don't really know. I think... I'm not sure I fully define myself yet. I'm not, yeah. I think I still have time to, to do that. Um, I think I'm still young enough to be able to do that too. And I have a lot of a lot of finding myself still to do. For sure you do. I like that. Yeah, no rush. Take your time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, next one's a little easier. Um, what is your favorite food? My favorite food is probably Mexican food in general. Mm. Um, when I was living in California, I like was oh. obsessed with it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> learned how to cook a couple things like traditionally, and, and definitely brought it back with me. So, uh, right now I have like a huge bowl of pico de gallo in my fridge, <laughs> <laughs> just ready for like a veggie burrito bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's you kind of can't go wrong with yeah, that. That's fair. That's really cool. <laughs> Are you reading anything right now? Um, I am both listening to an audiobook and reading something. I'm listening to um, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> um, and I listen to audiobooks to fall asleep. So it's something like very mm. comforting. Um, just like something from the childhood that I already know. And then I am rereading The Colour of Magic by Terry Pratchett, if you're familiar with it. it sounds I, really familiar, but I'm um, sure. It's like a, a, like it's a, Terry Pratchett would be like a sci-fi writer that, okay. but like comedy sci-fi, like not like hugely too serious about myself <laughs> at all. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a fun one. That's cool. Let's see. What would you say is your greatest fear? Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. I have like fears like I'm slightly afraid of heights or I'm like afraid of water a bit. But like my greatest fear, I'm not, I don't even know if I really have one. Hmm. Like, fair. I think I like to go through life thinking that I don't have a lot of fear. <laughs> Seems a healthy, yeah. nice way to go through life. Yeah. Be like, yeah, I'm not really fully terrified of anything. No. <laughs> yeah. The height thing I get, I was recently like, 
just in Spain with some friends and uh, sitting on a cliffside watching sunset. And I was like, does anyone else have this fear that you're like, well, what if I just ran and jumped? And they're like, no. And I'm I like, okay, just, okay. I'm like, I'm just yeah. a psychopath. <laughs> but I've been trying really hard recently to be afraid and do it anyway. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? Yes. Um, like doing this kind of podcast. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it kind of freaks me out. Well, I'll do it anyway. Or I recently stood up in front of 200 people and told a story about California and oh cried in front of them all but it was they asked me to do it and I was like I'd probably regret it if I didn't you know so I'm like feel the fear and do it anyway I love that I I agree with that I think there's definitely times in life for me too where I'm like okay this terrifies me I need to try it and then also other times where you're like no no yeah I think I I think most of the time I'd regret it if I didn't with those little things do you know yeah. that kind of way yeah the fear of regret sometimes worse is yeah. it's worse than the fear FOMO of- <laughs> yeah <laughs> the real thing (laughs) um on the other end of that what would you say that you value the most time Mm. experiences Mm. um yeah spending time with people that I value spending Mm. like having experiences that I value um that's like one of the things that Mm. was matters most to me I don't spend my money on like stuff. material things yeah. it's not stuff and things uh-huh. it's it's things that I want to do and people that I want to spend time with for sure no I agree with that mm-hmm. definitely no when was the last time you felt joy I mean this evening <laughs> <laughs> that's good <laughs> it's been it's been nice to see you again 100 percent you yeah. too <laughs> and see that you're thriving as well is like a huge thing because I just I I love to see people that I like just do well, do you know? I don't wanna, I don't wanna see anyone do bad in life, mm. do you know? I just wanna see everyone do good. <laughs> Thank you, mm. and you too, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's such a pleasure to see you again, yeah. I'm so grateful for that. It's mm-hmm. like, ah, yay, life landed me here. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what would you say was the last time that you were afraid and why? <laughs> well, actually, to be honest, like it's that feel the fear and do it anyway. Probably yeah. the, the time that I said that I stood up in a, so Mm. here in Dublin, they have this thing called um, the Dublin Story Slam, which Mm. is like a poetry slam, but for stories. Mm. So I think it's about once a month, people come to a venue in Dublin and they have a theme every time. And you like, they ask people to tell their stories that's relating to the theme. Yeah. But when you arrive, they have this like prompt that like would be like, something like when was the last time you felt fear yeah yeah, yeah. and you write a sentence Uh and you put it in and sometimes they ask you to tell a story and Mm. so that's what happened to me Mm. like in the middle of this thing that I was supposed to enjoy Mm. so I ended up telling a story that was like kind of traumatic and I was like they asked me to tell it so I was like do I do this and my best friend and housemate was there and she was like would you regret it if you did and I said probably and mm. so it's like feel the fear and do it anyway I like you it. know yeah completely mm-hmm. would you say there's a moment in your life that changed you or taught you something going back to this <laughs> Dublin story slam was the, the <laughs> story that I told it was um about the fires in California mm-hmm. and uh it was about the fact that I think the people that I thought were closer to me weren't mm. as close to me as I thought. 
and I found people that I didn't even think that were good to me that were mm. and uh, that I ended up living with and that I ended up forming lifelong connections with from that mm. and it was a big reevaluation of especially because it was like we were evacuating from fires we didn't know whether our home was there or not yeah. it was a reevaluation of that's just again like I say I don't value stuff and things it's like you still value it to an extent mm -hmm. you know there is still sentimental value in certain things but of course at the end of the day it was like I thought that I didn't have a home I thought that it was all gone so it's like there's stuff and things but the people that are actually going to be there for you are just like yeah it's it's yeah it was like a reevaluation of everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. maybe like not a reevaluation, but a reset mm -hmm. of how maybe materialistic I became. Mm. Yeah, but sometimes those material things, like they represent something. So it's not mm -hmm. just like the possession of those things; it's the the stability and the yeah. memory and the like. You're saying the sentimental value behind it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're all very similar in that, where it's like, mm -hmm. even for those of us that are very like, oh, it's just stuff, there's still certain things that we're like, but that item, it, yeah. it, it feels like home, yeah. or it feels stable, or it feels something that mm -hmm. I want that's more. And there was one thing that I, I lost like during that, that I was like very upset about, but mm -hmm. other than that, everything else, I was like, it could. You can replace it. It's fine, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is something you think you and I have in common? I think, I think we actually probably have a lot in common. <laughs> I think the way we met was probably through traveling and like, it was a very <laughs> strange way of meeting, but, um, we were, I don't know if we were drawn to each other, but like we were able to find a common ground very straight away in the fact that we love the like love to travel, love to experience new things, and mm -hmm. I think we we're able to find that very, like very quickly. Mm -hmm. And it, like that was just maybe like the start of our common ground, but I think it grows from the more time that we spend with each other. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah, yeah, you were quickly and easy to connect with mm -hmm. and feel like oh, I like this girl. She's cool. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> <laughs> what is something you are looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to my next adventure, <laughs> whatever that may be. <laughs> um, I'm definitely the type of person that is go wherever the wind will take me, mm -hmm. like wherever the opportunity comes. But I think where I am right now, I think I need to make my next opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think I'm excited for wherever I'm going to choose to go to next. I'm excited to see where you end up. Be cool. If you're there long enough, I'll grab a plane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheap enough, you know. Yeah. <laughs> On the other end of that, is there anything you wish was over already or maybe didn't exist in the world today? I mean, probably a pandemic. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Still looming over our heads. Like, mm -hmm. you know, every winter as well, like that's going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. But especially for my brother, which I was telling you, like I was talking to him this week. He lives in China. They were talking about there's a case in the community and they all have to lock down straight mm. away like it's been nearly three years of them having to do that mm. because they were doing that from the january that we locked down yeah till now mm -hmm. so i would like to be able to see them 
be able to live their life in the way that we're able to do that right now mm-hmm. um they can't even leave the country so mm-hmm. it's kind of i want to be i want them to be able to live a good life too <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah absolutely here's to that yeah. <laughs> what would you say makes you feel known and valued i'm not very sure um i think for me like feeling valued is my my friends and the people close to me knowing that i'm there for them whenever Mm -hmm. they need it um there are particular friends in my life that have had tough times over the past couple years and that they've been able to lean on me and Mm -hmm. i i think they don't even need to say that i'm like that they acknowledge Mm -hmm. that but I think them even coming to me with anything that they have going on is just it makes me feel valued it makes me feel privileged it makes Mm -hmm. me feel like love to know that they would even trust me with stuff like that Mm -hmm. and that I could be with them for that too Mm -hmm. that says so much about you and it's so true about you and your character that the way you love others and the way that you you see that to say like I feel deep value in knowing someone sees that I care for them mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful Thank you. I think <laughs> it's, it's honest and true to you which is cool so we are here in Dublin Ireland but uh where do you call home and uh what makes it home to you um I think right now Dublin is home um but I don't think just because my home is Ireland that necessarily makes it my home. Mm -hmm. My home was California for two years. Mm -hmm. My home was Italy for a while. Mm -hmm. And I think my home is wherever I set myself up and surround myself with good people. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. It's awesome. What is something you wish you didn't struggle with? I think I wish I didn't struggle with my huge need to be very independent. Hmm. Yeah. I think I have this crazy need, like, this crazy want to just be able to stand on my own two feet. And I have been trying to learn how to let more people in on that way and be like, I can't do everything by myself. Um, but obviously that's very difficult. <laughs> it's a terrible feeling. You're like, wait, what? I need yeah. help? <laughs> yeah. It's not, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's it's the acknowledgement, like, I know... I don't need help, mm-hmm. but it would be nice to have help. Mm. Do you know that kind of way? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I know I can do stuff by myself, yeah. but that doesn't make things easier all no. the time. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's like capability and then there's like acceptance of support. You need, yeah, you need community around you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, deeply, and we all do mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What is something you used to struggle with but don't anymore or have grown in? I think I used to be a very shy person. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hard to yeah. <laughs> see that now. Um, yeah, as a teenager, I was a very shy person. Hmm. I was actually one of my first ever boyfriends broke up with me because I was too shy. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay then. Shout out to him. <laughs> Somebody missed out. Um, no, it's okay. <laughs> I don't think um, we usually keep that first boyfriend anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, it was something that I I think I was like a very I don't know, like I was just a very shy like 
teenager it was like a little emo like a little alt and one of the things that made me break out of that was that I realized that what I wanted to do in life and I realized that I wanted to be an event manager mm. and uh, I realized that to be in a, the events industry I couldn't be shy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it was a way of like forcing I had to start forcing myself from the age of like 14 15 to start doing like these random things like volunteering and mm. doing things that would be like completely out of my comfort zone but do it and it obviously it helped me and now I'm not shy anymore I guess <laughs> <laughs> be afraid but do it anyway 100 percent. Mm. it's a motto that I think everyone should probably have <laughs> I like it <laughs> What is something you are confident in helping someone else through or with? I, I think in general, most things. Like mm. I, I don't think, obviously there's things that I haven't experienced that friends have experienced that I find maybe that I'm just like, look, I haven't, I haven't been through it, but I have no problem being like, there for them it's not Mm -hmm. like and I'm being through like going through that with them as well Mm -hmm. um it's yeah I think in general with people I don't think there's anything that I can find terribly difficult like just because I haven't experienced it doesn't mean that I don't almost like feel the pain with you like in an empathetic way absolutely that makes sense (laughs) very much so yeah yeah no I think that's it's a trait and a choice, I think, that mm-hmm. often a lot of us desire to make, but maybe some of us don't know how to. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a cool thing to be aware of in yourself and, and recognize and say, yeah, I step into that. Yeah. It's neat. I like that. All right. I know the answer to this one, I think, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, we're in euros here. We are in euros, yeah. Okay, so if I give you 10,000 euros, because it's pretty similar to the dollar right now. It actually is for once. very similar. <laughs> um, it's breaking my heart, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> but yeah, all right, so if I give you 10,000 euros, you have to spend it down to zero in two weeks. You can't give it away. What are you going to do with it? Honestly, one of the first things I would do is check in with my parents and see if they need everything, that mm. they have everything that they need. But I already know that they have everything that they need. <laughs> So, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, well, I would travel. <laughs> I would be on the first flight out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, as we were talking about earlier, the first place that I would probably go is India. Mm-hmm. It's been on my book list for as long as I can remember. Hmm. Um, funnily enough, since, um, do you know the movie, The First Exotic Marigold Hotel? I have heard of it. I haven't seen it, though. <sighs> Oh, it's such a sweet film. Okay. I've got an eight-hour um, flight tomorrow, so maybe I'll pull it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's about a bunch of old, like, elderly retiring people that mm. go to a home in India mm. instead as a cheaper version of, like, going there in Britain. Okay. And it's, like, all these different characters and how they get along there. And it's actually a very sweet film, but even before that, I think I wanted to go there the culture there is just like unlike anything I've seen anywhere else mm-hmm. um, as I said I wore a Indian sari to my prom as we would we would call it a Debs here mm-hmm. um, and I've been to Diwali mm-hmm. if you know Diwali yeah. it, here in, in Dublin um, 
the atmosphere around it. I actually worked on it, but I wore my sari too because, you know, <laughs> you any excuse. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I think 100%. That would be my place. And I know someone there that will be able to show me around too. So That's that's really neat. And I did get to see your picture from your... Okay, so prom, but you called it a... We call it a Debs. A Debs. A debutante. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, It's beautiful. And you look lovely in it. (laughs) (laughs) Cost me 50 quid. Oh. Yeah. Well, 50 euro. Not super cheap. No, that is super cheap. Sorry. Very cheap. (laughs) I'm like, that's what I'm trying to say. That is actually super cheap. It's great. Actually, yeah, if I think about what I paid for my daughter's prom dresses, I would have preferred 50. (laughs) 100%. Is there anything you wish you could say to somebody you love, but maybe they're not in a place that they would receive it or hear it as you intend it? Um, And don't tell me who, if so. (laughs) I think we probably chatted about this a little earlier, Mm -hmm. but like, I can't be your best friend. Mm -hmm. I can't be your everything, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. We have individual lives, mm. and there's importance and value in that. Yep. On the other end of that, is there anything that would be hard for you to hear about yourself from somebody you love? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm like, does it have to be true? I don't know. <laughs> I I really don't know. That's fair. I'm sure there are lots of things that would be very difficult for me to hear, but. <laughs> Um, I don't want to picture them in my head because I guess it would be difficult. <laughs> Appreciate your honesty. <laughs> yeah, I think that that like I genuinely like that that would be it because I don't want to. Maybe I don't want to externalize my internal mm. hatred or mm-hmm. not hatred, but like concernness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What would you say makes you feel at peace? Water. Mm. Funny enough. Hmm which is actually very interesting for me considering I can't swim. And you mentioned it being a bit of a fear earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I did hear that, right? Yeah. Um, I have a bit of a fear of like putting my head underwater and like mm. the um, the lack of control around mm. it a little bit because I think I'm in control of a lot of things in my life. Mm. And I, like, as I said, I think I'm a very independent person and it's like, if I don't, if I can't control it, it seems hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like putting my head underwater or anything like that. But being beside bodies of water, like mm. I've lived beside a body of water since I was a child. Like it just brings me an insane amount of peace. Mm-hmm. So I feel very conflicted in that way. Mm. But it 100% does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. something about it. I don't know. I, I can... Uh very much aligned with that and yeah you live technically on like a massive island yeah but uh, i mean <laughs> i live beside a canal yeah when i was a kid but that's yeah that's true that's fair more inland <laughs> yeah it's funny because it's like when i when i got here i was like everybody was like it's a great beach day and i was like huh it is a great beach and day. they were like yeah there's beaches here it's like we're right on the coast and it's like oh yeah i guess like you just don't think of Ireland as being a place you'd go for a beach, but uh, not at all. I yeah, mean, it's a whole but you're just like, like, oh right, of course, I, of I course, there's a beach. I to get on a bike. My housemate left to go to the beach this after or this mm. evening. <laughs> I was like, I'm jealous. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm gonna go to the city. <laughs> that not works. that it hasn't been great. <laughs> no, yeah, but the beach is lovely. <laughs> yeah. Would you say that your life feels steady or uncertain right now? I think it's really steady at the moment. 
Um, yeah, I think, especially because I came home after mm. the pan, well, during the pandemic, funnily yeah, enough, yeah. halfway through. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel very steady here, but I think part of me, lo- not maybe loves, but like, I kind of love the unsteadiness of it, of like, yeah, of having an unsteady life sometimes, mm. you know, mm-hmm. having that unexpected thing. So, yeah. That's why I'm like, getting itchy feet. <laughs> She's like, it's getting time to go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, this one's always a little interesting, but uh, is there anything you wish you could say to the opposite sex that normally they wouldn't receive welcoming from you as a woman, whether that's a compliment, a criticism, a bit of wisdom, advice? I mean, don't comment on our bodies. <laughs> don't comment on our BMI, uh-huh. if you heard of that earlier. <laughs> I did hear that one. <laughs> the interesting comment. That was the most interesting comment I've ever like, heard. Okay. <laughs> it's like, Kim, don't do that. <laughs> I later was like, don't do that. I, I heard you. Somebody was like, what are you, what did they, what are, I don't even remember the exact comment. Something about what is your BMI? And I was nah, like, what? You like compared your BMI to another guy beside you. And yeah. I was like, what? This is, this is, I don't know where you mean that, but we'll leave that I don't know what you're meaning by this. I was like, I feel like you mean well, but that's not where it's coming from. We don't speak enough of two different languages for this to be a socially acceptable no. miscommunication. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's fair. I, I mean, I think if they did a, a lot less of that commenting on our bodies, that <laughs> I think a lot of our... Uh, like the women's general like internalized body problems come from other people and other men generally commenting on them mm. so like excuse my friend she can fuck right off <laughs> <laughs> and there's that yeah <laughs> no i think so for sure to see to see individuals for who they are not a a, a physical image mm-hmm. yeah which so many do well but so many need to grow in often i think we all need to actually take like time to do that though like even all of us have learned like i guess learned everything like learned insecurities learned Mm -hmm. like things about other people to be like you think that and then you're like no i shouldn't think that (laughs) because you're just like you know you stop yourself like but it's like society and what you grew up with and mm-hmm. especially in the noughties of like I don't know America's Next Top Model or like <laughs> mm-hmm. those reality shows that were just like you're fat and you're like here a size four <laughs> <laughs> you're like what <laughs> yeah yeah the, the the standard um yeah it can be really unhealthy and inaccurate and uh, 100% yeah I appreciate that <laughs> all right guys everyone be you (laughs) yeah all right so you did mention speaking before a few hundred people but uh regardless of how you feel about public speaking if that's not a favorite of yours Mm -hmm. um if you were to have a large audience um regardless of the public speaking end of that that you were to leave with a bit of wisdom advice or a life lesson what would you share with them I think it would probably be similar to what I shared with those 150, Mm. 200 people. It was that things don't mean crap. Mm. (laughs) It's the people around you, it's the experiences that you have. Like, stop wondering about your brands or your 
makeup or your anything that's about you but like the the people that are close to you the, the good people um the the times that you have with them and the unique experiences that you can have mm. that's what that's what you remember i think at the end of the day mm-hmm. you're lying on your deathbed what are you gonna remember <laughs> those pair of shoes that i bought mm. hell no <laughs> it's gonna be that cool concert that I went to, mm. that trip to Italy that I had, that mm. time I lived in California. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be it. Yeah, very much. Yeah, even even when we met, I remember the time with you and the people we met and spent yeah. time with. I don't remember what wine we drank no. or what food we ate. Well, uh, we remember the food. The food was pretty <laughs> the food decent. Was good. <laughs> food was pretty good. But I, I don't remember how much the wine was or care. It was, nope. it was the company. Not yeah, for sure. Hmm. And you could be drinking a four euro bottle of wine or a two hundred euro bottle yeah. of wine, and it doesn't matter if you're as long as you're good with good people. Agreed. That's it. Very much. What is something you wish people knew about your culture? I mean, it's a stereotype that we're terribly big drinkers, <laughs> <laughs> um, and to an extent, that's true. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I don't know, a better culture. Um, I think more so about the Celtic culture and the pagan culture is really interesting. Mm. Um, I mean, the fact that we have our own language, a lot of people don't know that we have and we all learn it and we are all able to speak it to certain degrees. And then um, a lot of your modern holidays actually come from Celtic pagan culture, like Mm. Halloween. Hmm. Yeah, like Ihen Hmm. that's where it came from. It's actually like All Saints Day, which is the time where the veil between um, the the dead and the living is the lowest, which is the 1st of November or 31st of October, and that's where it came from. We left our ancestors' gifts on our doorsteps, and that's where Halloween comes from. It all comes hmm. from us. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I love when I get to learn But a lot, of, a lot of different holidays are kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What is something you love about your culture? I think... I think the welcomeness and the generosity of Irish people is, mm. is huge. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you've felt it in the past... Very much. 12 hours that I you've did. been here. <laughs> um... Like, I think I think we'd be nice for Dora if it hit us, do you know? Mm. <laughs> in the most like in in most general terms, like yeah, I mm-hmm. think we're we're very very welcoming, mm-hmm. and, and I love that. Yeah, it's definitely something that I missed when I was away. Like I missed like just hearing another Irish accent and being like, <laughs> get you a pint, like go on straight away, like do you know. <laughs> And just yeah, just kind of, that kind of stuff. I do love the accent, yeah. and and I did experience that even while I was waiting for you, meeting you in uh, in town there, and uh, sharing a seat near someone else, and and they just you know, can I get you a pint? And oh, when you showed up, it was immediate. Oh, let me get you a pint. Yeah, and the, <laughs> it was uh, yeah, the genuineness and the and the welcome and the generosity and mm-hmm. we're actually fully enough. Um, the most charitable uh, c- uh, country per capita in the world. 
That's a really cool fact. Yeah. That's really neat. Mm-hmm. And as you say that, I would say like um, something else I witnessed in sitting there. Um, I was just sitting in the sunshine, just enjoying mm-hmm. the street and the busyness while I was waiting for you. And, and even when you came, we sat there and, and enjoyed a beer um, or a couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that same gentleman that uh, got us a pint. Um in any culture there are those that are struggling uh whether it's without work or homeless or whatever's mm-hmm. put them in a position and and that same gentleman i watched him give a coin to every single person that came by and asked for something that asked for some asked for help mm-hmm. do you have any spare change do you have anything you can offer and i, I watched him give something to every single one that asked 100 percent. and and you don't see that as often in other cultures not at all um you really don't. It stood out to me so much because you really do see, and even yourself, you were like, oh, genuinely, I don't have any coins. Oh, I yeah. wish I had coins. Um, and it's it's sincere, and it's it's a really cool thing to see. Yeah. The, the the understanding that that person is in a position, and you have the ability to share what you have with them, mm-hmm. and not like, oh, they're a nuisance, or they're in my way, or ignore them and hope they don't say anything. And yeah. I think that's 100%. a really beautiful thing in your culture that I, I got to witness. Yeah. And I think it's a it's a huge thing. Like as I said, like the pandemic has hit everyone so hard, and the mm-hmm. fact that we don't have cash anymore, like we're not able mm-hmm. to give those coins. Like mm-hmm. no one carries cash. Mm-hmm. So, and I actually really like it. Kind of like I feel so terrible mm-hmm. every time someone asks me for something, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, I can't, I can't give you anything. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, and I wish I could, but mm-hmm. there's just, I mean, yeah. know, If you don't have it, you don't have it. If you but, don't have like, it, you don't have it. Yeah, but. I, it's not that I don't have the money. No, it'll it's present like, on you yeah. in, that, in that moment. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, mm. do you have like Venmo? <laughs> <laughs> right, can I Venmo you? Our, our, our equivalent is Revolut. Like, yeah. do you have Revolut? I'm like, can I do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, very much so. But is there anything about your culture that you're not proud of? I guess to also the extent of our stereotype is our drinking like mm. you know i think you probably witnessed yourself when you were like i'm done drinking that other people were like ah will still have another drink you know? <laughs> it's it's that case of like if someone says no not everyone actually accepts that mm. um in in the way of like having alcohol like you almost have to make up an excuse like i'm on antibiotics or that no that's a very common excuse for us to do if we don't want to drink like on antibiotics i can't have drink like you know that kind of way um but it is getting better Mm -hmm. it is definitely getting better um especially with the younger generations and the likes of zero alcohol beer zero alcohol wine the the wider availability of it as well it's like but at the same time, it's kind of sad because you need to look like you're drinking mm-hmm. to stop people from bothering you drinking. Do you know that kind of way? Mm-hmm. I need to look like I have a beer in my hand mm-hmm. for someone to be like, we have a beer. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah. But it is getting better, 100%. Mm-hmm. I see a trend in, in, I think, culturally across a few cultures mm-hmm. where it's starting. I think maybe it's more generationally than culturally. That, yeah. that I think our generation, um, I know you're a little younger than me, but generally our conglomerate of generation is starting to value health maybe a little bit more than that. Yeah. And seeing it. And it's it's a cool transition, but it's a slow transition, especially in, yeah. I think it's hard here because 
like even like we're 10 o'clock it's like where can you go the only place you can go in Mm -hmm. Dublin is a pub Mm -hmm. past 10 p.m you know so we don't have those cultural spaces what what I was saying to you is just Mm. we don't have the cultural spaces of like being able to go somewhere that's not alcohol oriented Mm -hmm. so I think more of those need to be able to pop up before Mm. more of a a switch kind of goes like Mm -hmm. we'll be like oh let's go to the local I don't know late night tea shop yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yeah i was like i was gonna be like the late the local theater but like the local theater still has wine like they still have alcohol um i don't i don't even know like we don't even have anything you know but we need to we need to work that out yeah when you figure that out let me know <laughs> i'll go to that place at 11 p.m like my library like, yeah <laughs> Just don't talk to each other <laughs> yeah <fine>. yeah <laughs> yeah it is it's like that i just want to be able to be connected with somebody and mm. it's almost like our culture everywhere um or the world uh we are like well in order to do that we have to have something mm-hmm. else we're doing or something in our hand yeah and it's like well what if we didn't what if we could just like i don't know grow up and have a conversation <laughs> yeah but it's like what you were saying to that people don't understand that you could just walk up to someone and say hi yeah <laughs> it's like without a drink yeah you know it's like it's that kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah you can do that for anyone listening you're allowed 100 <laughs> percent. please do <laughs> would you feel like you know what your purpose is in life i think everyone's purpose is always going to change hmm. i i don't think anyone has one particular purpose in life i think it changes depending on where you are in life hmm. i mean yeah, I, I, I don't think anyone has one particular purpose um, right now. Um, I think I'm still young enough that I'm searching for some sort of purpose in that one. My purpose is travel. Like, that, that is like, that's my sole goal right now. My sole goal is to travel and experience things and do as much as I can. But would I call that a purpose? I'm not sure. Hmm. But I definitely think it changes. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone can have one purpose for their entire life. <laughs> the growth and the evolvement is really cool. Yeah. I like that. All right. So I know you have a couple, but do you have a favorite tattoo and why? Oh. I think my favorite is my elephant. It's the biggest one that I have. Mm-hmm. And um, it's the one from Thailand um, when my brother got married. And... Um, me well the whole wedding party ended up getting elephants in different styles oh that's cool yeah um so i already had well mine is an origami element or elephant and um i already have an origami paper airplane um so i kind of just thought it would fit in with the theme but even my mom got her first ever tattoo in thailand that's cool yeah and my dad did too, but he didn't get an elephant. <laughs> he got his um, favorite football club's um, mascot, but <laughs> you know, we move. His dad will let him go. <laughs> um, but my my brother, and my sister in law, the best man, the like groomswoman, the everyone got an elephant. That's cool. Um, it, it was just a. I think Thailand was a really cool month in my life because my brother got married there for one, but like. I left everyone and went traveling by myself Mm. and it was just a really lovely time and it was a time that I 
didn't have a like I think before that I would always have plans I would plan every minute and every hour of my holidays because I'm, I'm a planner I'm an event manager you know <laughs> but I couldn't really do that in Thailand so it was the first time that I kind of let go of that kind of um control on that and just went with whoever I met and was just like do you think that's good do you think that's bad so I had a general idea of what I wanted to do but it just changed day by day and I was just like booking places to stay day by day and it was just mm. it was a lovely kind of freeing time in my life that kind of changed my perspective on a lot of things mm-hmm. yeah there is so much about just being like right I'll figure out what I'm gonna do tomorrow tomorrow and just to yeah to have that freedom but also Mm -hmm. like the the things you learn about yourself about the world and uh yeah just to be like okay we'll just take it as it comes yeah it's cool but I love all my tattoos because all my tattoos actually I am getting them anywhere that means anything to me Mm. so I have my Thailand one I have my California one I have my Italy one Mm. I'm gonna get my Ireland one this year um, so anywhere else, I'm just going to collect them like that. of places that mean something to me. Mm. That's beautiful. It's a really cool way to like, I don't know. I think in some ways I see it as like personalizing yourself. <laughs> it's yeah. like my own personal postcard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're like just sharing it with yourself and yeah. a reminder that you get to see all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I feel about mine. Yeah. What is something you have accomplished that you're really proud of? I think recently in my career, I've been really proud of what I've been doing. Mm. Um, I've been, I mean, even in the past year, I've been working my way up of like, in the company that I'm at, I've been, I'm working my way up in the, in the ladder. And the company that I've worked, I have been working with, they're amazing and they're not like, anyone that I've worked with before because they value me mm-hmm. and they value what I do mm-hmm. and it's something that I haven't experienced before from a job and uh, I'm really proud of it the fact that they do value what I do and that they value it so much that they'll promote me in that way mm. and that they value so much that they'll pay me more or even give me money to learn more and mm. and be a student in different things that I want to be in and and it's just really nice in that way that's awesome yeah I'm really glad you found that yeah. yes <laughs> we all go through those less than stellar work places to find Bad the one that works that <laughs> ex-boyfriends yes basically Sarah likened uh a job that maybe is not the best to like a bad ex-boyfriend earlier in our conversation I think it's quite accurate yeah (laughs) maybe some good memories but uh what did you say good memories but we were good memories but overall traumatic yeah (laughs) that was it (laughs) yep pretty much (laughs) well I really appreciate everything you've shared and and just the honor of allowing me to let others get to know a bit of the amazing person that you are but is there anything else you'd like others to know about who you are or what matters to you honestly i think your questions have covered a lot of that (laughs) (laughs) good job on putting those together (laughs) thanks Um, yeah i I really don't think i need to say anything else Hmm. well it really has been an honor um 
you are an absolute delight of a human being that I am honored to call a friend and it's a it was a a treat to get to see you uh for the evening and the afternoon and spend this time with you and catch up after a few years and uh and thank you thank you for sharing this time and allowing me to share you with others so 100 <laughs> percent, i feel the same <laughs> thanks thank you for tuning in to this world my view your reviews are what keep this show going so if you have a moment i would so appreciate you just taking a second to write a review anything from i really enjoyed this or something you took away that changed your perspective or impacted your life or something you connected with If you have a chance to share that on social media and tag me and the show in it, I would greatly appreciate that. I just want to thank you also for just being a part of my world and community here at This World My View.